Hello everyone, welcome to Arakorin Sheyi News, a podcast where us gives you daily news on what's going on in the country in areas of politics, entertainment, sports and world news. We'd love to hear your view after every show. Kindly drop your comments after listening to the news so as to help us save you better. Thank you for listening. On the news tonight. President Buhari to address Nigeria in farewell broadcast on Sunday. Nigeria joins the world to celebrate Children's Day. Senate holds emergency plenary approves federal government's request. Armed robbers escape with $11 million in the state. North Korean government jails two-year-old for life after parents were caught with Bible. Fifteen mourners taken body for burial dying in Cameroon road accident. Borussia Dortmund led Bundesliga ties to sleep as Bayern Munich are crowned champions. Now the news in full, I am Arakuri Shee. The President, Major General Muhammadu Buhari retired, will at 7 a.m. on Sunday deliver his farewell message to Nigerians. Buhari's special advisor on media and publicity, Femi Adeshino, disclosed this in a statement he signed on Saturday evening titled, President Buhari broadcast to the nation. According to Adeshino, President Muhammadu Buhari will make a farewell broadcast as President, Commander-in-Chief of the Armed Forces on Sunday, May 28 at 7 a.m. Therefore, he advised television, radio stations, and other media outlets to hook up to the network services of the Nigerian Television Authority and Radio Nigeria for the broadcast. Nigeria has joined the rest of the world in celebrating this year's Children's Day event. The day was established in 1954 as Universal Children's Day. It has been celebrated since then on different dates in several countries. But in Nigeria, it is marked on May 27 and observed as a public holiday for children. The theme for this year's edition is investing in our future means investing in our children. As expected, messages have been pouring in from diverse angles with President Muhammad Buhari, governors and other elected leaders taking center stage. In a statement by his media aide, Femi Adeshino, Buhari said every child is special and parents must treat them rightly. Every Children's Day reminds us of the future and the necessary sacrifices and building blocks by parents, guardians, teachers, leaders, and governments to secure our greatest asset on earth, the younger ones, he said. As a father and grandfather, I share in the joy that children bring into our lives and the fulfillment of seeing them grow while admitting the pains that come with loss and frustration of uncertain times, he urged Nigerians not to lose hope in protecting their children. The Senate of the Federal Republic of Nigeria on Saturday held emergency plenary, which was presided by the Senate President, Dr. Ahmed Lawan. The plenary held to amend the Central Bank of Nigeria CBN Act with an increase of advances from 5% to 15%. The sponsor of the bill, Senator Gobil Ibrahim Abdullah, representing Shokoto East Senatorial District, said the bill to amend the CBN Act was first read on Wednesday, May 24, 2023. 
he explained that there was need for the ways and means request to be increased from the current 5% to 15% to enable the federal government meet its financial obligations. The very essence of this bill may be my respected colleagues is to enable the federal government meet its immediate and future obligation in the approval of the ways and means by the National Assembly and advances to the federal government by the Central Bank of Nigeria. The Senate leader urged the support of senators for the bill to scale through, stating that it was for important projects that will inflate and regulate the economy. Senators who spoke on the floor agreed to his submission, pointing out that the federal government was saddled with, with enormous responsibilities, hence the support. In his remarks, Senate President Dr. Ahmed Ibrahim Lawan thanks lawmakers for their understanding and passed the bill into law. In eight years, I have doubled Nigeria's infrastructural fortunes, Buhari declares. Barely 48 hours to the swearing in of the incoming administration, President Muhammad Buhari said his eight years tenure has doubled Nigeria's infrastructural fortunes. Buhari disclosed this on Saturday through his verified Twitter handle. According to Buhari, Nigeria's stock of infrastructure to gross domestic products have grew significantly by 20% under his watch. He noted that without investing in infrastructures, it would, be, it, would have been it would have been tougher existing poverty. He stated that Nigeria's rising debt profile should be compared in relation with the country's rising asset investment profiles. He explained that infrastructural growth recorded under his administration happened when oil plunged, recession and global economic downturns. Without investing in, in infrastructure, he wrote out of poverty is a much tougher one, he posted. In 2015, Buhari took over the mantle of leadership from former President Goodluck Jonathan, who was elected in 2019 on Monday, May 29, 2023. Buhari will hand over to Bola The Ogun State Sector Command of the Federal Road Safety Corps, FRSC, has confirmed the death of four persons around Mountain Top University along the Lagos Ibadan Expressway while two others survived on earth. The chief route commander and the public education officer of the sector, Lawrence Okwe, in a statement said the crash which occurred in the early hours of Saturday involved two vehicles, the Lexus RS350 with registration number KTU-738HM and a Mack truck registered at T21024LA. A total of six persons were involved, four dead, while two others escaped on route, she said. The bodies of the victims are said to have been deposited at the morgue of Rio Divine Hospital, Ibafu. The FRSC Sector Commander of State Sector Command, Ahmed Umar, cautioned motorists on the dangers of using phones while driving. Commiserating with the family of the victims, Umar advised them to contact the FRSC Badu outpost for more information about the crash. A former armed robbery gang on Friday afternoon successfully escaped with a whooping sum of $11 million at the Okeshokori of Abiyokuta in Abiyokuta, North Local Government Area of Ogun State. The former armed robbery gang, all clad in black t-shirts and jeans trousers, wore black face masks and brandished rifles in an operation that lasted about 3 minutes. The suspect, however, escaped the scene with their targeted money stacked in two Ghana must go bags after demobilizing the car of their victim. He also traded who rode the area in a Toyota Vensa Saloon car marked Abuja ABC565GN. An eyewitness who was at the robbery scene observed that the robbery suspect who operated in a tinted Toyota Camry muzzle had at around 4.35 p.m. on Friday afternoon intercepted their vehicle. Their victim right in front of the Fat Bems Petroleum Filling Station 
at Okeshokori where they forcefully altered the victim's Toyota Vesa car and forced the car boot open. After gaining entry into his car, the suspect thereafter offloaded the two bags containing the foreign currency into their car and also zoomed up while the victim's car key with the victim's car key before security operative arrived. Narrating his ordeal to the two police patrol teams that later arrived at the scene about 30 minutes after the robbery incident, the victim said he was returning to his base after an unsuccessful banking attempt where he had gone to deposit his foreign currency. In his narration, the Abiy Kuta-based Aosa Trader told the police patrol team that he had earlier approached the Okelewo branch of a new generation bank for the purpose of depositing the money but was turned back on the premise that the banking hours had lapsed. But while returning to his base, the robber struck and the trader fell victim. Confirming the incident, the command's public relations officer, Abimbola Oyeyemi, said operatives of the command were already on the trail of the criminals. The management of Olabisi Onabanjo University, Agogo State, has announced the commencement of a work study program for skilled students to help while students attending classes. The initiative would help ease the financial burden on parents and guardians and reduce the rate at which students drop out of school due to financial constraints, university said in a statement issued by its registrar, Femi Ogumomoju. Mr. Ogumomoju said the program through the direct rate of entrepreneurship studies will enable students with demonstrable and proven vocational skills to work in the university and earn some stipends and still attend classes. OE said it launched the work-study program during the 40th anniversary in February to checkmate the increasing rate of dropout in the institution. When we noticed the rate at which students were dropping out, we did the SWOT analysis of what happened to them, the university's vice-chancellor Edeji Agbola, a professor, said. We came to realize that the major problem, the major problem there is funding, so we instituted immediate funding, but of course, it cannot take care of all of them. He said the university therefore resolved to cater for 500 students under the work study program. With work studies, we are aware that the majority of them will be accommodated and that will also solve the problem, he said. Students of the university who are interested and qualified to be part of the program are requested to fill the form. University management therefore urged interested qualified students should register through the Directorate of Entrepreneurship Studies within two weeks beginning from May 25th. Getting people informed is the goal and vision of Arakonishi News in aspect of local and international news, sport and entertainment. And in this regard, we are looking for formidable voluntary collaborators also sharing this vision of ours. So if you are interested in joining our team, can you drop a DM after listening to this message? Thank you. And on global scene, North Korean government jails two-year-old for life after parents were caught with Bible. The North Korean authorities have reportedly sentenced a toddler to a life imprisonment after his parents were found with a Bible in their home. The shocking tale was revealed by the U.S. State Department International Religious Freedom Report. According to the report, the two-year-old and his entire family were locked up for their religious beliefs. Several other cases of North Koreans being killed for being Christian were also included in the report, including the firing squad execution of a woman and her grandchild in 2011. Other believers faced pigeon torture, where they were suspended with their ends tied behind their backs, unable to sit or stand for days on end.
15 people in Cameroon taking the body of a loved one for burial died Friday when their minibus was involved in a crash with a lorry, the transport minister said. The lorry's driver also died in the accident and three people in the minibus were injured. Transport Minister Jane Ernest Masinangale BBA said on state radio CRTV. The crash happened in the industrial city of Idia, about 80 kilometers 50 miles east of the country's economic capital, Daula. The minibus was transporting a body, the minister added, but was unable to elaborate on the cause of the collision. Cameroon has among the highest proportion of road death in Africa, according to the latest available report figures from the World Health Organization. Earlier this month, 15 people died when a bus plunged off the road in eastern Cameroon. The African Union force says members of the insurgent group Al-Shabaab attacked its military base in Somalia on Friday. More than 15 years, the terrorist group has been waging a jihadist insurgency against the central government in the fragile form of African nation. The army base in Bulomera, 120 kilometers 75 miles southeast, southwest of the capital Mogadishu, came under a suburb attack, the AU force known as Atmis said in a statement on Facebook and Twitter. It said, Atmis forces are currently assessing the security situation. No casualties have been reported. We call the army and militants known as Makawaisi have are taking suite of territory in the center of the troubled country in an operation backed by Atmis and U.S. airstrikes. Despite the gains by the pro-government forces, the militants have continued to strike with lethal force against civilian and military targets. In the deadliest Al-Sabaab attack since the offensive, last, offensive was launched last year, 121 people were killed in October by two car bombings at the Education Ministry in the capital of Mogadishu. Borussia Dortmund led Bundesliga title to sleep as Bayern Munich are crowned champions. Dortmund has yet again failed to secure their first league victory since 2012 after Bayern Munich snatched the Bundesliga on the final day. Dortmund, who entered the final day two points clear at the top, were denied being crowned champions of their first league victory in 11 years and had to settle for a 2-2 draw against Mainz. Meanwhile, their major rival Bayern Munich secured their 11th consecutive league win with an 89th minute victory against FC Cole. Jamal Musiala scored Bayern's 89th minute winner as Bayern Munich head coach Thomas Tuchel's side snatched the title by the tightest of margins on a dramatic final day. Tuchel is the seventh manager to win the Bundesliga title with the club in the past eight seasons. He joins a list that includes Pep Guardiola, Carlo Ancelotti, Duke Einstein, Nico Kovac, Ansi Flick, who won it twice, and Julian Nagelsmann. Record-breaking Haaland wins Premier League Player of the Season Erling Haaland has won the 2022-2023 Premier League Player of the Season following a record-breaking debut stem in English Allied Championship. He managed the Manchester City forward back and incredible 36 league goals in just 35 games, shattering a 29-year record for the most strikes in a Premier League campaign. Alan saw all competition from teammates Kevin De Bruyne, 
Arsenal's duo Bukayo Saka and Martin Odegaard, Manchester United Marcus Rashford, Harry Kane of Tottenham and Newcastle defender Kieran Trippier to scoop the prize after a vote cast by the public, Premier League club skippers and a panel, and a panel of football experts. And it's a wrap on the news tonight. Thank you for listening. Good evening.